This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. You can probably see all of our surprise faces then as uh, Adam's phone just went off as I press start. Um, before we get started, um, I've got a real quick thing that I wanted to bring up to everyone. So first off, thank you everyone for listening. We've had some amazing numbers recently, which is class. Um we're going for best podcast in the Football League at the Football Content Awards at the moment. Uh, you can find the link to vote for us in the description on audio and Anvod. Ah, I can't speak. Maybe don't vote for us. Uh, you can find it in the description on audio and video. Um, and yeah, we'd really appreciate any votes. Um, we've had loads already, which has been amazing. And, and, you know, it really makes the hard work worth it. So, yeah, right. Now the begging's out of the way, we'll get on to the episode. So we've got a bit of a, a different cast today. Um, I'm joined by one very regular man and two people that, I mean, Ben, you've been on before. Jack, you've not been on before. Um, no. But before we come to the new guys, uh, Adam Titley, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Uh, very good. After that win yesterday, uh, hopefully I'll be this happy after the Bolton away game as well. <laughs> but we'll have to wait and see for that one. Yeah, knowing Derby, we won't be. <laughs> um, we've also got Jack. I've realised I've never said your surname out loud, so I'm not entirely 100% sure how to say it. So uh, if you'd like to say it for me. <laughs> Doughty, mate. Doughty. Jack Doughty, my guy. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you, Jay. Especially after, again, like Adam says, we can actually beat a top six team away from home. That was that was a surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it certainly is. And we'll definitely get onto that. And last but certainly not least, on his laptop from the dark ages, uh, we've got Benjamin Margaret. How are you, Ben? I'm doing very well, mate. Very well. Um, it's <laughs> strange to feel like fully satisfied with a win. Like actually <laughs> carrying that feeling into the rest of the weekend. So, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, yeah, my, my Fitbit was going crazy during the game yesterday because uh, some of the heart rate spikes, especially that first half, were <laughs> probably not too good for the health. Um, but Adam, I mean, I'll come to you first, mate, because we were together, we watched the game together, um, which was good fun. Um, one of the things I really wanted to touch on was the atmosphere. Now, you said yesterday it's the best atmosphere since Port Vale away last season. 
Um, I think overall, I think it's probably better than Port Vale because it was like that for the whole game and before the game. I mean, I've got written down here, started at Charters, which for people that didn't go was just like food court place for the boat. It was one of the weirdest places I've ever been, but it was unreal. Um, and then the atmosphere just sort of carried on from there and built up from there. It was It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, I was not expecting it, but I guess the best atmosphere is the ones that surprise you, really. Um, I said Port Vale away last season, but if I'm going to be honest, probably probably you're looking at maybe Blackpool away. It was up there for that mm. sort of atmosphere, constant throughout the 19. Probably one of the best away ends we've been in, sold out away end. And even when we won, went, even when we went 1-0 down, it was still fantastic. And it probably did help motivate the players a little bit, or I'd like to think it did. Uh, in my own head I'm hoping it did I'm, I'm hoping I had an impact on that performance but there we go as fans we've got to be egotistical that's how it is you know it was all, it was all us if we'd stopped yeah, chatting we'd lose that game so <laughs> but no it was a it was a special day and, and Jack I mean to sort of move on to onto the team you said there it's the first time I think since we've come down to League One that we've beaten a top six or top six side away from home. I mean, how yep. big is that? I mean, psychologically, it's got to benefit us because last season we just, you know, that's probably the main thing that stopped us from contending was obviously going away to Plymouth and dropping points and then obviously drew at Bolton. I think we threw one away at Peterborough as well. I think two late goals. So, you know, it's just that monkey off us back now that we can actually go to these places and be positive and actually win a game instead of, you know, being happy with a nil-nil draw. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it is a change. I think it's a shift in mentality, isn't it, um, Ben? Because when you look at Derby's team last year, we've really, really struggled, didn't we, away from home, like Jack said. And we came into that game, went one nil down. We could easily have collapsed. You know, they look much better than us. We look slow. We look lethargic. We lost it in midfield completely. Um, one of the things Warren touched on was that he wanted to drop Waghorn a little bit deeper after their goal as well, which seemed to, you know, do the trick. He did all right, didn't he? Um, and, but the team turned it around and they fought and they battled and they did exactly what we wanted. Ben? <laughs> 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 Sorry, I didn't hear you say my name. My laptop just crashed completely. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, podcast of the year, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the the consistency in the in the team uh, must be a massive boost for Liam Thompson as well. You know, Warren actually showing his faith. In the young player Jake Rooney as well, who what a shift from him. Um, I mean, in the unlikely event that Gashin does go, we still have a young centre back that's growing and getting continually better. Um, I'm, I'm sure Rooney can see a bit of himself in Gashin. He, you know, he's a few years ahead in the progression. Uh, in terms of first-team appearances. But I, I don't see why Rooney can't develop into a very much cash-and-type player. Also, he looks a few inches taller, which always helps. Um, but yeah, Martin Waghorn, do I need to say more? 
<laughs> well, exactly, mate. Exactly. And Adam, I mean, touching on Wycorn, we've got to talk about him, haven't we? Um, I was a doubter. I think I think you were a doubter as well. I was. I, I was. Yeah, he's, he's a player that, you know, in the championship, I think he, he never really looked that sharp. He never really looked that good in front of goal. Um, but he's come in and he's been electric. You know, he's scored a goal every 37 minutes, which is crazy because he scored five goals. And yeah, his hat trick. I mean, if if we go through all three goals, he's scored pretty much every type of goal. Great volley from across, instinctive finish from Mendes Lang's great through ball. Uh, that was definitely a through ball, not a shot. Uh, and then that goal at the end, which he bent into the top corner, he, he looks unstoppable, doesn't he? Yeah, he looked brilliant yesterday. And I think, I mean, I keep throwing this word around. Um, probably the only time I've ever used it. We, he looked championship yesterday. I know you just said he didn't look that sharp in the championship. But he he just had that <laughs> movement about him when he was up front or when he was just in behind Connor Washington, where he seemed to know where the ball was going to drop. And that comes instinctively with all strikers. But obviously, as you get higher up the divisions, strikers are better than that, others. And Martin Waggon defo showed that what he has learned when being in the championship has definitely served him well when coming in and playing for us. Five goals in three games. Like you said, the hat trick, it, it was superb yesterday. Some of the finishing, I mean, he said in his own interview, if it wasn't for the confidence Paul Warren's put into him, you know, maybe he wouldn't have taken that third shot on. But what a finish. I think I think it's good that we've got strikers that have different elements about them. Uh, Martin Waggon showed that yesterday. He seems to be, you could almost say he was in the right place at the right time for a couple of the goals, but the first goal was such a casual finish from him. It's something that he probably does on the training ground every week and he, he got to put it into practice yesterday, which was fantastic. And I thought Martin Waggon did look superb yesterday. Long may it continue. Let's see how many goals he can get. You're taking Vic's line and he's not even here. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be doing that, mate. You can't be doing that. Um, Jack, I mean, Adam said there, he was in the right place at the right time. He worked incredibly hard. Um, and it wasn't just the goals. He brought a lot to the team as well. He held the ball up. Um, he made the spaces for Washington. Washington had a couple of chances where he broke into the box. And if it falls a little bit nicer, he probably scores himself. I mean, we've got a question here that's coming from YouTube user, not even put their name. Um, is Waghorn better than Didzy? I mean, that's an obscene question at this point of the season. But there are definitely elements to Waghorn's game that were similar to uh, Mr McGoldrick last season. There was an air of the McGoldrick factor in terms of McGoldrick just... Yeah, last season at times it was, oh, let's give it Didzy and he'll dig us out. And I'm not saying all yesterday was, oh, let's give it Waggy, but it's just grabbing a game by the scruff of its neck, scoring, you know, the, the first goal is a brilliant finish. The second one, like you say, was just striker's instinct. And that third goal on his right foot is just, that's top draw. And that is a player who's come in, worked really hard and... I haven't seen many players sign from a testimonial score of hat-trick, so that that must be a first, definitely at Derby, maybe even a, a world football first. I was going to say, yeah, I never even thought about that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of any others. I can't think of any, any players that have even signed from a testimonial in the first place. That's a crazy stat in itself. Um, but one of the things that I sort of thought whilst watching was, I'd, obviously, McGoldrick's a better player than Waggon, right? Let's not beat around the bush, but I think Waggon's a better finisher, 
And I think with the the fact that he's got experience in the championship, like McGoldrick was not a natural finisher. He was an amazing footballer and he scored some incredible goals. But when it came to him in front of goal, you weren't always 100% convinced that he was going to score, which is crazy about a man who scored, what, like 22 goals uh, in the league. You look at Waghorn and you think, this guy can can really score goals. And, and Jack, I'm going to put you on the spot 10 minutes into your Rams talk debut. <laughs> Will Martin Waghorn outscore David McGoldrick of last season? I think if we look at the goals goals per minute ratio, he might outscore Haaland at this rate. But <laughs> I don't know. It it depends, really. I think if if we can keep, obviously, you know, putting four past teams, I'm sure he'll grab a couple here and there. But I think this start of the season against the better opponents that we've had, and he scored five and three, you start thinking, well, how many is he going to get against the likes of Stevenage and Leighton Orient when we play those kind of sides who are going to be, you know, fighting around the bottom area? I mean. A lot of McGoldrick's goals last season were stat padding at times. It's, I think he scored three hat tricks. So there's nine mm. of his 20, whatever. Two. I mean, no mean oh, feet yeah. scoring a hat trick. But, you know, we need the players to score in the bigger games and the ones that are really going to define the season. So if he wants to score again next week at Bolton and we win 1 0, I'd be relatively happy with that as well. I think most people would, mate. <laughs> I think I think we'd be pretty pleased if we can get anything next week. Um, ben, I mean, you know, you, you sort of touched on it already, the sort of character that we've got. It's it's funny to think because I, I forget constantly. We actually went 1-0 down. You know, we, we went 1-0 down. We were losing. We looked rubbish. And then we've come back. And, and it, it's not like Derby, is it? No, it, I, it must be that green kit. You know, we are we have transformed into Plymouth. We are, we're a team who can at least yesterday. Yesterday, it is yesterday. Yeah, it's Sunday. Um, at least yesterday, <laughs> um, we we looked convincing. There wasn't that. I know everyone at halftime said like, "Oh, we we could still lose this." I I never felt that was the the energy coming from the players at coming out at halftime. Like they exuded a level of confidence. Even Washington, who wasn't too involved in the goals, or but he was there in the build up. He was pressuring off the ball. There there was a, a confidence of sort of knowing that we deserve to be further up. We we know what we are, and I'd I'd like to touch on Waghorn's confidence as well. I think Didzy knew constantly how good of a player he was. He knew that he's got the tricks and the flicks and the skills and all of it. Waghorn, if he goes two three games without scoring, he he'll get in his own head. And nothing will go out for it, right for him. We we saw it for three years at Derby. Um, Waghorn is a lower championship striker. We we knew that uh, he performed pretty well for very occasional spells for Derby in the championship, but now he's a League One player. He 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 could be the top goal scorer, like Johnson Clark Harris. He was neutralised yesterday pretty well. Yeah, he scored, but that was. That was inevitable. I think I think we'll give him that one. But in terms of you know, there there are better defensive teams than us in the league. You know, we 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 don't claim to be the absolute tightest rock at the back system, and we managed to 
barely, I, I don't even count that first goal. Doesn't count. Um, we so yeah, Waghorn top goal scorer League One. Put it into the universe. <laughs> We got there. We got there. <laughs> I hope you're right. I do hope you're right. And we've got a comment from Martin as well, who, who's put, can Waghorn do Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday? He looks fitter than leader than before. Um, we were saying that yesterday, weren't we, Adam? He, he certainly looks a, a player who's worked on his fitness over the closed season, um, which is great to see. So, yeah, let's hope he can keep it up. Um, we've got a question from Joe's put, uh, why do we think the, the defence has looked so shaky? Sonny Bradley looked great at Luton, struggled so far um nelson has as well um adam one of the things that i was thinking regarding that was you know bradley hardly played last season and he hardly played the season before um you know nelson he's he's getting used to a new role i, I think we've got a lot of players that are sort of learning new roles and new responsibilities at the minute um but what do you reckon why do you think we, we've sort of suffered at the back a bit i think these players have come in like straight away into the fold with big expectations on the shoulders. I think you have to almost disregard pre-season. Um, we love to talk about, like, yeah, we, we won a lot in pre-season, but obviously it's pre-season. These players do look good. But when it comes in to the league, these players are under pressure straight away. Yes, they're experienced players, so they probably should know how to handle pressure better than better than what they've displayed. But also, you can't really fault a player if it takes a couple of games for them to, to come into their best, really. I think Sonny Bradley has looked... A little bit disappointing so far. I think he has struggled. I'd say the same for Curtis Nelson, but I think we've seen Curtis Nelson improve each game as it comes. I think in the air, uh, he wins every ball uh, 100% mm. of the time. Obviously, I think when the ball's on the ground and maybe he has to play it out of the back or it's coming on the ground, he's a little bit slower with his reaction times. But players have strengths and weaknesses um, throughout their games, and we all know that. Um, I think it will take them a couple of games, really, to bed in. I think we'll start to see them come good obviously with Jake Rooney coming into the side Forsyth sitting in the middle I think we've seen Forsyth play really well in the middle so I think players will chop and change positions and they'll come in when needed but I still think we've we, we, we yet to see the best of Sonny Bradley and Curtis Nelson but I think we've seen Curtis Nelson progress quite well for us at the moment so far I thought he had a, a pretty decent game yesterday um, against Peterborough yeah, he did. He did. And I think it's important as well um, when we're looking at Derby's defenders. I mean, Curtis Nelson is a head it, kick it defender. We've said that when we signed him. Um, and you're right, he wins everything in the air. He's, you know, a, a real, he's a fighter. And I really like that. Um, but when you put Sonny Bradley next to him um, and he's playing on the right side of a three, I think he suffers. I, don't, I think he should be in the middle of the three. And I remember saying that on here when he signed. He's, he's sort of a central player in the three and so is Bradley. I think Bradley suffers a little bit, um, ironically, by being left-footed because Erin Cashin is so good on the left side of defence or left side of central defence. Um, and, he, he, you know, we're not going to put Bradley on his weaker foot. We're not going to put him on the right um, and Rooney's come in. And I know it is a back four, but it's also a back three at the same time when Mendes Lang drops in. So uh, I think it's benefited Nelson having players either side that are ball players. I think it, it takes a lot of the load off him. And I think, yeah, that's probably what's holding Bradley back at the minute is that, he, you know, he can't play on that right-hand side. He'd have to replace Cash and, you know, he's not going to do that. So... Yeah, I think we'll build on it. I think we look pretty good defensively, um, even when we went really defensive at the end. Um, you know, they only scored because of a deflected shot saved by Wildsmith. So, 
Yeah, um, a comment from Ryan Jono, which is a, a pretty interesting one, saying since we changed the formation, we've looked so good. Uh, Nelson and Cashin look much more relaxed and the team looks like they're happy again. What other position would you recruit next week? Um, we'll get onto that a little bit later on uh, with recruitment. But Jack, I mean, you know, we've had a lot of talk about Derby's defence there. Um, do you think the midfields also played a part in us sort of looking a little bit more solid and relaxed? I think the, the main thing is it's comfortable now. Before, I think you're always going to struggle in the middle with... Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Two centre midfielders who aren't particularly blessed in terms of the running. I mean, Hurahan sometimes looks like he's running through treacle and Corey Smith sometimes goes on to standby and, and, and misses the game a little bit. So I think having a bit more balance, potentially, you know, Liam Thompson's energy just outstanding. I mean, I, I've never really been a big Liam Thompson lover. I always thought he was a little bit too lightweight, maybe a bit too small, but... He definitely didn't look five foot six yesterday. He stood up six foot four at times and was absolutely brilliant in there. So I think his energy just, you know, combined with the football and ability of Conor Hurahan and Corey Smith's very good at interceptions and being in the right places, not necessarily running wise, but he, he gets himself in really good positions to to sweep up. And I think obviously again, combining energy with playmaking as long with a destroyer, I think, I think it's a good balance in there now, which we didn't have before having um, Bird, who obviously isn't, isn't quick. Thompson's pretty quick. And Mm. it it just means the transitions are so much more smooth. Now we haven't got to worry about taking yellow card. Did we get a booking yesterday? I can't remember a time where we had to. I think Forsyth got booked. Yeah, near the I, I think end. other than that, I don't. I don't think Smith or Hurahan had to take a take a foul for the team in the end. Which you know that must show transitions are a lot better. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I think with Thompson's pace, are you sure he's not just got little legs? So he has to take a lot <laughs> of steps. So he looks really quick. <laughs> <laughs> not sure but no you, you are right and Ben I mean you mentioned him earlier as well Liam Thompson um, you know it's been talked about a lot on social media um, I wouldn't say he looks a different player because this is the player that ran the game against Bournemouth ran the game against Fulham a couple of years ago but he looks like a player that's full of confidence and full of belief I mean I know he's robbed of that assist because he got a tiny touch of the defender but his play where he's overlapping down the wings he's covering down on the left hand side due to the way we we set up our formation he just looks a player that's always played in this team and and it's it's bizarre it's like he he, he's played here forever yeah he i also admittedly have never been a, a big liam thompson fan um but this season 
I I just want him to keep proving me wrong. The I, I think the word I'd use is tenacity. He just constant, constant barrage of the tackles, uh, pressure as well. He is he is so good at forming the little triangles with the fullback uh, or the wide centre back in the midfielder and just making the the pitch feel a lot smaller. Uh, probably because he can get forward and back a lot, lot quicker. Mm. Um, yeah, I I think there's a there's a real place in the side, especially while Max Bird is out. I I think Horahan and Bird are pretty much the same kind of player in different bodies. Like there's their passing, ball carrying, set piece midfielders. That's what they are. Thompson offers a different kind of he's he's I'd almost compare him to like current Mason Mount in the way that maybe his on the ball stuff isn't going to be the most uh, productive, but off the ball he and you know in in build up he'll be he's so important to the way that we play. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Ben. And and I mean, there was a time yesterday I can remember he, he picked up the ball on the left hand side and he drove down the line and it's, he used his low center of gravity so well and he, he turned one way, turned the other way, and the defender had to bring him down for a free kick. And that that's really late in the game. You know, he's played eighty five minutes and he's still making runs down that side and and pulling defenders about and. Yeah, he, 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 I, I see what you mean about the... I, I wouldn't necessarily compare him, obviously, to Mason Man. It's like when... Uh, I can't remember. People were comparing people to like Haaland last season, which is crazy and funny. But, um, yeah, he, he's he's certainly got that, that quality about him. He'll fight, he'll run, he'll give everything. He might not be the most talented player around, but he's he's got enough ability to get by and he's got the right mindset, which is class and... Yeah, I know people have compared him to Jason Knight. I think, um, well, I don't think Knight had this impact at all last season. So, yeah, if he can keep going the way he's going, he's certainly got a good career ahead of him. Um, and Adam, I mean, we're 25 you minutes could into almost the episode. Say, uh, Shinny, sorry. No, 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 not like Shinny. He's good at... Sorry, you could almost say he's very great in <laughs> He's a much better footballer than Graham Shinny. I'm sorry if that upsets anyone. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I know what you're coming I'm, from. In terms of attitude, very shinny. <laughs> no, I see where you're coming from. Um, but Adam, as, as I was saying, we're what 20 25 minutes in. We signed a player from Forest, and somehow that has not made it to the first 25 minutes of this episode. Um, Tyrese Fauna signs, it's supposedly a free transfer with just a sell on fee. Um, I have a feeling after watching him yesterday, he might be Corey Smith's replacement in the middle. Um, what have you made to his signing? I think it's a smart business move, really. A lot of people said he was very good in the reserves for Forest. Um, went out on loan to Reading and Plymouth, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Looked comfortable uh, in League One and, and played a decent role in the Championship, almost for Reading too. Came on yesterday, thought he looked a little bit reserved, but fairly lively. Sydney was coming on just trying to trying to get into the game a little bit, move the ball well and seemed to be a pass to move forward. In terms of is he, is he a replacement for Corey Smith? I think I think it's a little early on to say that. Um, you know, I'm not Corey Smith's biggest fan. I think there's better midfielders out there. Um, but I still think he's a good asset to the team. And I think Corey Smith does something that the other midfielders don't. 
Um, obviously, Jack was talking about different midfielders that we have and, and what skills they possess. And I think Corey Smith definitely possesses something that the other midfielders don't. Fauna probably could come in and replace him in a couple of games, but then then you would have to think about the balance of the midfield because we might have too many attacking midfielders that are going to try and carry the ball forward because Fauna does sort of look like he, he might want to go forward a little bit with the ball. Um, but it's all about having balance, like Jack said. Um, would I put him straight away in against Bolton? No, probably not. A big game. I know Bolton are almost putting in performances that are wobbling a little bit recently, but in Derby County fashion, I'd, I'd like to keep that team the same right now. I wouldn't like to change anything. Um, Corey Smith is doing a job in there for us and you never know when he might pop up with a goal so um, no, I'd keep the team the same just now until maybe there's a wobble in that midfield or an injury or a game needs changing then I think leave Fauna on the bench for now and let him come in at a slow and steady pace because you've seen what happens when we throw players in straight away first game of the season I think we all remember yeah. that first game um, we're talking about players that might not be at the top of their level so I think I think almost drip feed Fauna into the team appearances off the bench and then see where he comes in for his uh, first start in the future. Good stuff. Good stuff. And and Jack, I mean, the other player that we signed was, was John Jules, the striker, um, also called Tyrese, spelled completely differently. Um, I can't wait to trip over that at some point. Um, but he came on, he looked good, a couple of good touches. Um, my question to you is, do you think that he will be the replacement for James Collins? It's it's an odd one because Paul Warren said all over the summer he wants four strikers and now he has four. It'd be very weird if there isn't another one to come in that Collins would leave. I think all four do possess different qualities. I mean, I can't pretend and say I know everything about John Jules because I don't. I know he had a pretty decent loan, I think, before his Ipswich one, but obviously mm. last season had a few injuries and everything. I know he spoke about that in his interview, so I can't pretend and say like, oh yeah, he's like the next Haaland because who knows. But I think it's good to show that he's got experience. He's got promotion with Ipswich. He'll come in and hopefully do all the right things and push, you know, Washington, Waghorn and hopefully, you know, Collins to be better. I think, on again, on Fauna is another one. I, I can't pretend and say I've watched Forest on the 21s because I don't particularly watch Forest anyway. So um, I do know uh, there's a guy I work with in coaching who who does work at Forest and he says he's very surprised he's dropped down to League One because he's he's better than League One standard. So, you know, and he he's worked with him in the past and he says he'll be a Premier League footballer one day. So let's hope it's not another... Felix situation where we get injuries and I mean let's not talk about that because Birmingham are flying at the moment so <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's a good point um and yeah I mean, Paul Warren did say he wanted championship players didn't he so maybe this is a time that he's delivered which is good um and yeah I mean everything was pointing to him coming in on loan as well wasn't it so the fact we've actually managed to sign him permanently and not have him on on loan from that lot is uh is nice <laughs> Um, and Ben, I guess sort of your your thoughts on on the two signings. Do you do you think they should come into the team anytime soon? Um, I do. I I really I can't uh, not read Fauna's name in like a Nottingham accent. Fauna, like that that kind of <laughs> yeah. Um, so fair play for him for having a very Nottingham name. Um, I. I think they're both amazing additions, especially 
uh, if we do manage to get JJ, that's, that's what the kids are calling him, uh, oh, JJ yeah, yeah. on uh, on a permanent, um, you know, to have a have a striker who's, you know, progressed through Premier League academy ranks, uh, again with uh, Big Christian, maybe. That didn't go all to plan last time, but first time was so nice we had to do it twice. <laughs> um, in a, in in terms of our defensive midfield, I I don't think until Fauna came in we actually had a a true DM at the club because Horahan and Bird, like I said, exact same player, central midfielder Corey Smith. I I don't think you can really pin him down to one position. Liam Thompson, same again. So to have a through DM to shuttle the back line and uh, progress from that far back, I think is really positive. Young he is as well. Um, and, and like Jack said, if he is as good as your mate says, we're going to be cooking. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. And and yeah, I'm sure we'll see much more of them in the in the coming week. In fact, we won't. We've only got one game, haven't we? And then we've got a week off. So yeah, maybe we won't see more of them. But uh, it gives enough time to uh, to get some more players in, which is good. Good news. Um, Adam, I mean, just to touch on, I guess, more transfer sort of stuff. Um, do you think we're going to bring any more players in? I know Warren sort of mentioned he wants to bring in another striker and another right back. Now we've had two injuries in that position. Um, obviously, Jake Rooney's played well, but he wants to bring someone else in. Um, been linked with is it Yadon from uh, from is it Reading? I think someone like that. Um, we've been linked with a few players in those positions. Do you think we'll bring anyone else in? Um, I can see probably one more coming in, and it will be close to deadline day. With how long these last two transfers took, I thought they were a little bit stretched out because how long the rumours were there for. Um, but obviously, then Fauna came in on a permanent. Uh, instead of a loan, which we all thought, so maybe that was why. And we'll probably see one more player coming in. And I thought all rumours were pointing towards maybe a midfielder, obviously. I think it was Johnson at Sheffield Wednesday was was tipped quite a lot. Um, I think a right-back or slash right-wing-back would be a sensible option to look at, maybe even a short-term six-month loan until January, when probably Ward will be back to full fitness. Um, in terms of a striker, I find that interesting. I think if we bring in a striker... It means someone in that team is leaving um, in some position because I think then we'd be starting to beef up the squad and maybe we'd have to let a player go, whether that's on loan or a transfer. Don't be about it, Adam. Say who it is. <laughs> I'd probably see if we brought in a striker, James Collins is probably going to have to leave <laughs> if we continue in form. I mean, I like his work ethic and I always say he'll get 20 goals, but um, I'm not sure really where he fits into the team because if we judge it off yesterday, that was not a James Collins game at all. Um, if we'd have started him, I think we would have we wouldn't have scored four goals. Unfortunately, just certain games fit certain players, certain tactical styles, and the way we're starting to play now, maybe it wouldn't suit James Collins to be the lone man up front. Um, obviously, Connor Washington played that role so well yesterday. But yeah, I think if we do bring in a striker, it probably will mean James Collins is on his way. Obviously, there was the Shrewsbury rumours. Earlier on, people saying he was going to have his head turned. I don't know where that was from. Uh, no. Um, but I think if we did bring in a striker, Collins would, would probably be be leaving out of them. But also, 
I said earlier, if we bring in another player, Louis Sibley's not getting much game time at the moment. Obviously, I know he had an injury, but then he's come back to fitness, if I'm correct in saying that. Um, injury again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I could probably see Louis Sibley leaving on a transfer because I don't think alone would benefit either us or him at this point in his career. Um, but, no, I, I do think we'll make probably one more sign. I think from a two, I'd be delighted with that. Um, but, no, probably one more signing, I'd say, for me. And forgetting as well, we still have Tom Barkays and to come back from injuries, not featured since uh, that preseason game against Matlock as well. Um, so, right, get on to the last bit of the episode. Uh, Bolton. Now, we drew last season. Uh, it was probably the most boring away game of my life. I'm going to be honest, just nothing happened um, for 90 minutes. Uh, and their atmosphere was pretty dreary. So, ours ended up being pretty bad as well. Um Jack, I'll come to you first. Uh, how do you see it going and what's your score prediction? Depends which derby turn up. It's just as simple as that, really. If if the derby turn up of that 25-minute spell against Peterborough, can't see many teams being able to withstand that kind of pressure. But if the first 15 minutes derby decides to turn up for 90, you know, it, it, it's just a case of how we play. It's not, I don't think... You know, not to sound arrogant, but we we shouldn't be fearful of going to any place or anybody coming to our place. We sh- we should be confident, you know. And I don't like fans who think we're entitled of going up, but we are Derby. We're not a League One club, as much as the standing say so in terms of structure. We we shouldn't be in this league. But again, it just all depends on how we turn up. Uh, will we win? I'll take a point because. Two away games, if you take four from six, you, you're pretty happy. If we can win both, then, you know, we're setting sail, winning the league here. So, we just <laughs> have to see which Derby decide to turn up. <laughs> What's your score prediction, mate? Uh, either a 1-0 or, or a 2-1. Who's scoring for Derby? Go on. <laughs> Is it too easy to say Martin Waggon twice? Um, <laughs> no, I'll go with um, Connor Washington. And wag on. We'll go with the two strikers. I think Washington's goal's coming again, so let's hope it's Saturday. Let's hope so. I've realised we haven't even talked about Derby's set-piece goal. That's how well we played yesterday. <laughs> we scored an elaborate set-piece and we, we've talked for nearly 40 minutes and, and not even brought it up. Um, so, yeah, that, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Uh, ben, what's your score prediction for uh, Bolton? Um... I think it's going to be a bit more of a testy game. I think Bolton are a lot more uh, just rigid and hard to break down. Um, So for that, I'm going to say 1-0 to Derby. Callum Elder in the 86th minute. Wow. What a shout that is. Uh, (laughs) If that one happens, mate, I'll be going to use the lottery numbers. If that comes in, I want the lottery numbers. (laughs) Oh man, uh, Adam. Last but not least, um, what's what's your prediction, mate? What are you thinking? Uh, a difficult game, in my opinion. I don't think Bolton are in the best of the form at the moment, but I do think they've got the best team in the league. So I'll go a two-one win, Waggon, and I'll go rogue one. Corey Smith will get the winner, and then he'll be playing for the next ten games without doubt. So <laughs> I'll go Corey Smith will get the winner. Another, another case of lottery numbers if that comes in please <laughs> I'll be a multi, multi-millionaire 
<laughs> I didn't enjoy Jack. I don't know if you noticed, but I made a lottery number joke, and then literally one second later, he said exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> same wavelengths, mate. Same wavelengths. I like it. Um, and yeah, you're I, on I the same I'm... wavelengths, mate. Oh, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh that that was that was, bad. <laughs> that was poor. Um, I reckon, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go with you guys. I think we'll we'll do all right. I think it'll be a 2-1 win. I think it'll be nervy. I think it'll be cagey. I think we'll have a few spells of quality. Um, Wagon will find the back of the net again because he just can't stop at the minute. And you know what, I reckon Conor Hurahan is going to bag a free kick, top left corner, past the keeper. First one is a long time and is uh, going to do a knee slide right in front of the uh, travelling fans. So... Right, lads, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, if you did enjoy the episode, uh, please do check out our other stuff. Uh, as I said at the start, if you want to vote for us in the Football Content Awards, that would be amazing. Um, we'd be so, so grateful if you do that. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you want to watch us, 7pm-ish every uh, Sunday. We live stream these, get your questions in, get your comments in. We try and engage with as many as possible. Um, and yeah, it, thank you very much for listening. Your support's been amazing. The listens recently have been incredible, even when we've been terrible. So, yeah, it does does genuinely mean a lot. Um, and lads, especially the uh, the two people I had to recruit to come on today because everyone's gone. Uh, very very grateful for coming on. Great debut, Jack. And uh, thank you very much. Cheers for having us. Cheers, thank you. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.